2: Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmart, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years.
1: A little driving
2: on a Saturday. Yes, a very good evening everyone. Uh, welcome to the Thursday AFL team selection night here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. As you heard, all thanks to Toolmart. The Complete Tool Centre. Let's rip into it straight away. And, of course, you can join us on the Tempera bedshed text line 0487 736, 736 or the Scarborough Toyota open line. Call 13 12 You can sell your car to Scarborough Toyota in Aussie Park. They buy all makes and models and they service all makes and models as well. Good evening, Kim Hagdorn. How are you? G'day, Pete. How are you and everyone out there? I've... Um
0: Looked at this round of fixtures, although we're three games shorter than most weekends, mm. we've got rounds 12, rounds 13 and rounds 14, haven't we, Pete, with clubs with buys. Yeah, but Carlton, the Essendon, rounds. the Giants, Port Adelaide, Richmond and St Kilda won't play this weekend. No, but the significant quickly about those is that Carlton sit fifth and St Kilda in fourth. They're, they're the only teams two teams with buys this weekend in the eight. Richmond sit ninth, Port Adelaide 11th. Well, I'm still giving Port, Richmond and Port Adelaide every chance to finish up pushing into Mm. the eight. Who they push out though, you know, is just going to be fascinating over coming weeks. GWS at 14th and Essendon at 16th, irrelevant to finals hopes. So finals hopes this weekend where the likes of the Bulldogs and Geelong eighth and sixth, that's tomorrow night. You know that the winner of that just sneaks a little bit away from the likes of Richmond, and closer to Carlton and St. Kilda in that in that hunt. I, the whole thing, you look at either, even the Melbourne Sydney game, it's top versus seventh. Well, so Sydney, could they get Melbourne like Freeman did last weekend? Possibly not, but I'm I couldn't rule that out. So they would need to then use this as a chance. to just jump away from the likes of Richmond at ninth, but then close the gap on. Carlton towards the top four. So it's still got huge ramifications. This round 12, only the six games with sides, with buys, and also this, the, the games that are coming up in coming weeks. So it's a fascinating round. And with the six games that are on show, Pete, I reckon there's at least four of them. That I'm not going to be comfortable with how I tip. Uh, you know, the Bulldogs-Geelong game, the Melbourne-Sydney game, Hawthorne-Collingwood and Fremantle and Brisbane. There's at least four there where you'd have to think they're, they're – There's uncertainty
2: either way and 50-50s perhaps. Okay, let's look at a couple of the major issues during the week. Uh, Kim Hagdorn, of course, uh, you always keep your ear very close to the ground. You've got a great network of contacts. I know one of your contacts supposedly suggested that uh, Nat 5 uh, would play in the AFL uh, against Brisbane this Sunday afternoon here at Optus Stadium. And then came the news just a couple of days ago that Justin Longmuir, on behalf of Nat Five, said that uh, Nat felt more comfortable coming through the WAFL and will play for Peel against Subiaco this weekend rather than lead his AFL side in battle against a second-place Brisbane. Uh, from what you gather, what changed in the ensuing days after we had a conversation about Nat Five and where he could possibly play on Monday?
0: Yeah, look, I, I, I... I was absolutely convinced on Monday from the information I'd had that Nathan Fife was going to play against Brisbane coming off a wing against the Brisbane at this mm. particular Sunday. Now that what's transpired there is uh, a, a growth of assurity surety within the coaching and football management staff to be able to say to Nathan Fife, no, we'll hold you back. They'd beaten Melbourne had a good day out against Melbourne. The team was probably not going to change much, although we now do see some outs with Fremantle, don't we? And significant ones too with Michael Walters and Nathan Chapman out. Um, It it changed. Whether you like it or not, it changed. Nathan Fife was convinced he was playing, and the plan was for him to not go to Melbourne, to play against Melbourne at the MCG, to stay in Perth, and you'll play against Brisbane next week. And he... Is not too comfortable right. ultimately with that final decision. Nathan Fife
2: wanted to yeah. play and was of the view of playing against Brisbane this week. So I need to throw you this question because the dialogue that we've had has come from the coach, Justin Longmuir, who suggested that the decision in the end rested with the player. Now you're saying to me that Nat Fife wasn't that comfortable playing for Peel Thunder in the WAFL. Oregon's bizarre. And other greats like, you know, Wayne Carey and others that are in the media say that it's ludicrous that Nat Fife is playing in the WAFL. He should be playing in the AFL if he's ready to go. And no doubt he's ready to go. And yet, just along your suggested, he needed a bit of uh, man-to-man contact. You'll get that in the WAFL. And the player himself suggested, yeah, maybe it's best for me to play down in Mandurah this week rather than at Optus Stadium. You're, you're saying it was more the decision of the football department. Nathan Five thought he was playing this week, Peter. Yep.
0: You know, I, I just continue to say, and I've got to be careful about who, you know, one or two people might realise, well, where's he getting this information from? Mm. I, I, don't, I don't want to get that person or people into uh, the, the typical sort of trouble that happens around Coburn when some of these bits of information get around. And uh, I... I can tell you, Peter, Nathan Fife is is he's willing to do it. He's copped it. The position of strength that the coach and the senior management down there now have, on the back of their win over Melbourne, especially, and also that the team there was the team didn't need to change much with Nathan Fife pushing his way back in there, but more so the win over Melbourne. There's no question that they'd have continued on that original plan that was decided late last week. So about this time last week, Thursday, Friday, you'll stay at home. You're not coming to Melbourne to play against Melbourne. We'll run you off a wing against Brisbane. I'll stick to that mm. because had they lost against Melbourne, they'd have stuck with that plan.
2: Yeah. They wouldn't have wanted to lose four in a row. Okay. That leads us to the next topic. And we had a bit of a conversation about this. Yep. Hi, Pete and Haggers. The waffle is starting to become irrelevant with AFL teams picking players mid-season. Now, we can talk about the mid-season draft. Jai Cully, uh, Eagles had the number one pick yesterday in the mid-season draft, and Adam Simpson, just a short time ago on uh, Hazen Mato, said this about
1: picking up Jai Cully. No, I don't, I don't, it, didn't, it didn't come from nowhere, but uh, definitely, um, you know, going into the season, we didn't plan on having... Um... Two spots available on the on, on the uh, on the injury list as well. So no, and he, he obviously uh, missed the draft last year. And the way the draft works, mid-season, is I think you've got a, a nominated or gone through the draft in November. So a lot of these guys got overlooked and and have really grown with their football in the last you know three or four months. And obviously had all big off seasons and had a really good impact in the uh, in you know the state leagues. Uh, in the first five, six rounds. So, yeah, he's really jumped off the page for us and yeah, looking forward to see what he's, what he's got.
2: Yeah, he said, this is Jai Cully, on SEN Radio yesterday morning with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson, that he hadn't heard much from West Coast, but he was happy to go to Perth. He was looking forward to getting into the yeah. AFL system. I season. think you would jump into any team, would Yeah, you? but he hadn't had a lot of dialogue with West Coast. So, it's an interesting selection. And the other thing regarding what Mike says, that the waffle is starting to become irrelevant with AFL teams, simply coming in... Mid-year, when Waffle Clubs are trying to establish themselves and their players and putting a lot of hard work in their players, I was talking to Jeff Valentine on this program at this time yesterday and all of a sudden, uh, Wayne Dirksen, at pick number five from the GWS mm-hmm. Giants, gets plucked out of Peel Thunder. But the big one really for mine is Sebet Kuwick, who is the forward for East Perth, who has kicked, I think, 19, 20 goals in five games. 16. 16 We're goals. We're not talking Bernie Naylor here. We're talking okay. kicked three goals a game. So they picked him up. And all of a sudden, there was Justin Longmule was at of the Oval. Uh, they ran the vision. I don't know if you saw it, Kim, of all yep. the players, East Perth players congratulating. Mm-hmm. I know, and I know that a lot of the major players at East Perth are very disappointed and quite upset that this has happened at this stage after they've put so much time and effort into this kid. And what is ludicrous about the waffle is all of a sudden he can't play for East Perth. He now plays for Peel Thunder. And when, the when, Ro- does, when does Peel play I think play it's in two East weeks' Perth. time. I think it's in two <laughs> weeks' time. So all of a sudden he plays for Peel Thunder against East Perth. This is, makes a mockery of the competition. Oh, don't forget, this is what the waffle is about. It is a
0: pathways to AFL selection.
2: It, well, it a, is. Stop thinking of the 1960s, no, Peter. but isn't it a mockery? that no. one, That one player it's, has played, has done pre-season, has been a development player at one waffle club, and all of a sudden he gets picked up by Fremantle. You're going to play against your teammates in two weeks' Well, tonight. hang on. Ludicrous.
0: Fremantle have got the bye on the weekend they play East Perth. So there might be some players. He would be one, you would think, as a new Fremantle-listed player. He's a rookie... You're thinking of the 1960s and 70s, No, you no. Get
2: your East Perth jumper off. Uh, 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 get wh- your flag All right. out of uh, your backside. But why, di- is... <laughs> well, why did they pick Sebbett when they had someone like Tyler Keitel, well, who's been different... the outstanding and... full forward in the waffle competition last couple of yeah. years yeah. and has been a train-on player, well, Ben they Sokol-
0: Ben Sokol's been As well probably... As Yeah.
2: Um,
0: now I think you're getting more to the point. Had... Had the likes of a Tyler Keitel been picked up over the summer, so if, if it was even that large last SPP selection in March, and West Coast or Fremantle, because I think he trained at both over the summer, uh, Tyler Keitel. Mm. And had West Coast kept him or Fremantle kept him, at that time of the year, it's different than picking them up in June when they've played six or seven or eight games at the waffle level, and this could decimate a premiership prospect. South and Mantle have probably been dealt... a a constructive positive blow by the likes of Jake Florenka being not picked up and and Zach Strom. I thought Zach Strom was a bit of a long shot at 28 anyway. However, someone might've just needed a Ruckman and, and Port might've gone for him instead of Dirksen. Perhaps if they thought, well, they've got to play him within, within the next week or two. If it's a mid season draft, that's the pathways that the waffle and sandful offer.
2: It shouldn't be a mid season draft. It should be a mid-season trade. Trade. And only. This is, and this is what Manny says on the Temporary yeah, okay. BG text line. I'll throw this to you, Kimmy. You can continue. Lads, what's your thoughts? Does a mid-season trade period render the mid-season draft redundant? Well, the it's one or the other. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't like, I, I, I lean your
0: way, Peter, to think, well, the poor old Waffle Clubs and Sample Clubs, and all they get in compensation is $10,000 for each of mm. those players taken. And I think, what what we have? I think it was only three West Australians, a Peel uh, player. Yeah, East player, Yeah, from East Fremantle, And as you've mentioned, uh, the boy from East Perth and, and, and Dirksen from Peel that goes yeah. to Port. So the, it's their chance. They're they they're playing in the development programs that are pathways to AFL selection potential. It shouldn't be happening in mid-season unless there was a trade of players to those clubs. Should Port have to give a player to peel for the rest of the season? Mm, mm. Should should Fremantle ha- so have to give a player to East, to East Perth for the rest of the season? Then you're talking trading. You're talking an advancement and they're trading back to the to the waffle level. Otherwise, it should really... The absolute ideal for mine would be that every AFL-listed player is reassessed as the season gets towards the mid-season trade and you could be on your bike to West Coast. They're in big trouble so and they want to take a player or two from one of the stronger clubs that's got less injuries and you can play the rest of the season there. We're bringing you back at the end of the season will renegotiate in in ten weeks' time. I think there should be a mid-season trade, but not a draft out of the subsidiary leagues. I think someone told me just last week that was it. West Adelaide had two players taken in last the last time there was a mid-season draft. Yeah, it cost them a flag. They, mm. It was their best two players. Well, I'm not so sure that's going to cost East Perth a flag. I'm not so sure it's going to cost Fre- uh, Peel a flag. They've lost Dirksen. Um, East Fremantle, I mean, East Fremantle teal. Possibly because they've lost Trinatica already Mm. on the East, on the, on the uh, West Coast list.
2: It's interesting. All right, we're going to take a break, come back with all the ins and outs of the West Coast Eagles and the Dockers. I've got a certainly interesting point regarding one individual for the West Coast Eagles. I reckon he's been so harshly dealt by the West Coast Eagles, one of the young players. I'm just wondering how he's feeling. I reckon he's like a yo-yo at this point in time. You probably know who I'm referring to, but we'll discuss it in depth uh, straight after the break. Come and join us on the uh, Bedshed, Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Bedshed experts in temper mattresses pillows and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. All the open line is there. We've switched it on now. 13 1255 where you can sell any car, any make, any model to Scarborough Toyota there in Scarborough Beach Road in Aussie Park. Peter Vlahos, Kim Hagdorn with you. It is Drive and we're looking at the AFL as we head into round 11. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly
0: WA owned and operated for ...for over 40 years. You know, and, and one of them is. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, and
2: we're on air. Yeah, but... I thought I, you, I, thought Adam's, I was still talking off air. Uh,
0: there are some recruiters that have bemused that West Coast have taken this boy. But I, Adam Sims said going into the season... You know, we weren't looking at these people. Well, going to the season, I don't think they were going to. They thought they were going to be in a position to have the first pick either. Yeah. I mean, eleven or twelve weeks ago, did you think West Coast nah. to be one and ten, nah. an embarrassment to the AFL and certainly the West Coast Eagles proud brand? No. So, no, Adam. Certainly going to the season, none of us thought you'd be in a position to pick number one. However, with with this Jai Cully, why not? I was, Colour cruders are bemused. He's hardly played any footy. He was not on anyone's radar last, last year. And Adam Simpson just confessed that. Oh, yeah. we, we didn't have a look at him. Oh, people nominate for the draft, the draft goes, some get overlooked. Well, this boy's only played two games of footy this year in, yes. in, the, in the NAB, the, 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 the Victorian under 18s. He's a 19 year old, but he did have a tidy game in an All Stars team a month ago against the Victorian Metro team. And there are a lot of... Well, there's at least a few recruiters around the country who are very bemused as to why this boy got picked up. Yeah. So I hope West Coast feel as though they've got uh, a, a jewel in the paddock somewhere. Well, if he's... Uh, and and as... there's no way no one, absolutely no way no one. I think it shows a bit of their strategy, go for youth, as opposed to Jake Florenka, say, Florenka a 25-year-old. We all thought... Strongly that Florenko might get picked up. He'd played a game, but I think it shows West Coast recruiting strategy for the immediate to longer term future. They've gone for a young player, 19-year-old midfielder, but there's no known He should play anywhere soon, while the likes of Xavier O'Neill, Jarmain Jones, Sam Petreski, Seaton, Connor West, Jack Petracelli, Isaiah Winder. Zane True, Brady Hoff, Luke Edwards, Greg C- Clark. Can I keep naming all yeah. the blokes that should be
2: playing because they're on the list? Let's see what they can offer. Okay. Let's quickly, before we go back to the text line, the temperate bedshed text line, because they're coming through okay. 0487 736 736, the temperate bedshed text line. Uh, ins and outs for the West Coast Eagles and the Dockers, Kim. Perhaps you can rattle those off. Uh, Shannon Hearn's back for the West Coast Eagles, which is well, that's great the to only see. in. Mm. He's the only in for West Coast. So, where are we at with Elliot okay. Yo? Where are we at with Dom Sheed? Well, they'll play. They'll play, play. In the waffle. Again, okay. Well, they? then why did Luke Shuey go straight back
0: in? Why not play these guys if they're ready for some footy? Same as with the Nathan Fife one. If a great like Nathan Fife is ready to play, what's the difference between him playing off a wing against Brisbane, say, or rotating off a half forward flank with no Walters? He could have gone in there. What's What's the difference? Is he going to get? Is there? A... Is he going to get SHT mixed? Playing for Peel, or play probably more so he would have got targeted had he played for, for against Brisbane. Is, is yeah, but is there else, much
2: difference? Is there something else brewing around Elliot Yao at the moment rather than his footy? I, I just don't think he's. It's in the strange. Right, I don't think he's in the right space now. Jones is injured, and now Josh Rotham, who was the sub last week mm-hmm. and came on as we know uh, early in that second term when McGovern had to leave the arena. When I first saw Josh Rotham coming to the West Coast Eagles side play across half back, he was sure of himself. He looked like a very good investment across half back. His delivery was good. But in recent times, the kid's confidence has been shot to pieces. He second guesses now when he gets the ball. He makes mistakes that he wouldn't normally have made 30 games ago. And he's like a yo yo. He's always the first dropped if there needs to be some changes. And I reckon the kids. Uh, mind at the moment is spaghetti. He doesn't know whether he's coming or going. I can only go by body language
0: uh, awareness. When he got changed and was up on the boundary line to replace Jeremy McGovern Mm. last Saturday evening, he didn't look all that enthusiastic, Josh Rotham. And I thought he played a bit that way. He looked as though he lacked a bit of confidence. But he goes out of the team. That, that's that's standard behaviour at West Coast under Adam Simpson for the last two to two and a half years, Peter. It's always been a kid who's been dropped as soon as a senior player is available. Irrespective of form, irrespective of where they're really available with their injury recovery, they're, at, they're close. Mm. And so instead of sending them back to the waffle, they've gone into the seniors at the expense of young players over and over again. That's part of the why. Okay. That's part
2: of the why his confidence is shot. Well, it's crazy. Well, wouldn't he best? They're sitting at uh, only one game uh, they've won this season. And when you look at players like Josh Rotham, he's your future and others that have been used as yo-yos. Who cares if they make mistakes at this stage of the season? Adam Simpson cares because it's his reputation on the line and he wants to win some games. But try and say, okay, they'll make the odd mistake, but let's build their confidence. Let's work on their development. Why do they take this Jai Cully at 19 to maybe be part of the next generation of football? They've got a couple of handy young boys there. But I tell you what... They're making them very confused footballers at the moment. And you look, talk about jo- uh, body language. If I was Josh Rotham, if I'm not getting opportunities here, I might look elsewhere.
0: Well, I think you've touched on something. and I, I suspect you know something, having said that, because there is things happening behind the scenes
2: and I that bl- I know of. I wouldn't that- blame the kids' management to look at okay, other and, opportunities. And,
0: even, and I know there'll be some that sort of text us in or, or, or ring or whatever and say, well, hang on, once a kid's over there, once a kid's with West Coast you know that's his family Adam Simpson and uh, Gavin Bell and Trevor Nisbet and Tim Jet will look after him rest assured Pete, there's some, there's some parents of even one or two on the east, outside of on the other side of the Nullarbor that are concerned with the lack of confidence that's been shown mm-hmm. in their boy for some time not just recent times and that's where I Come back to my argument, Adam Simpson's got away with poor development for two and a half years now. Two and a half years. 24-man squad's gone. Luke Foley and Patrick Naish have travelled as well. So Rotham, he's not even a chance to play as an emergency. He's not even gone and Hugh Dixon also still playing at waffle level. So, yeah, look, that's been on for a while, Pete. And I, I'm, I'm convinced uh, – sorry to put you on the spot. I, I'm convinced that you know a little bit similar to myself. There there are some issues behind the scenes, D- irrespective of what Adam Simpson has said publicly. He, I heard him say earlier this week, no, no, look, whoever I bump into the corridor, whoever I speak to, there, there's no problem. We've got great unity here. Uh, I believe at their, meet, at their um, staff meeting on Tuesday – it was all positive stuff. We've got unity. We're unified. We're a good club. We're working. Everyone's working. Tyler's behind the scenes. The football department, the management department, the marketing, the sales, everything is supposedly hunky-dory inside the four walls. It is not. No. From, from within the factions that are within the player group. I even thought Josh Kennedy uh, earlier in the week to come out and say, no, I'm playing on. I, no thoughts of retirement. Wants to kick 11 more goals to have 700 for West Coast. Wants to play as many games as he can for West Coast. I, I would have thought a really good club man, and, and he is. He's a great club man. But I would have thought that there'd be a little bit of doubt to think, is he just seeking some of his own numbers there? Would it be wiser if he moved aside somewhere soon mm. so that Waterman can be developed further, Rotham can play down the back, and you can rotate some of these boys. Uh, 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 the the uh, Jamison mm. can all play. Edwards can all play play more of the kids, but there seems to be no hint from the ones that need to be scrutinised. Luke Shuey, Andrew Gaff, Josh Kennedy, Jeremy McGovern, Shannon Hearn, the <laughs> ones that should be thinking about moving aside for these young
2: boys. Let's find out where they're at. Otherwise, clean the list out at the end of the season. You've got to play these kids before yeah. the end of the year. Alright. Uh, good on you, Alex, at North uh, Lakey's text in Pete and Kim. I don't recall Black and Blue Peter complaining uh, vigorously about uh, Connor <laughs> West being drafted by the Eagles. Good call. Good on you, Alex. Thanks very much. Also, so we've got here, hi, Peter, Kim, Nat5 has been out for 10 months and he should be coming back through the waffle. And interesting to hear that Connor Blakely has been named on the list for freeo against Brisbane, probably as a medical sub. Kim, uh, what does Florenka have to do to get a chance in the AFL? He has already proven he can be, in time, an AFL player.
0: Well, I, I, you'd have to think now, if he hasn't been picked up by West Coast, that... He's certainly out of their plans. Uh, Florenka would have to wait to see for this year's draft, the, 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 the national draft, if he's any hope. At 25, he's been overlooked by West Coast. Uh, West Coast elected to, to keep their second pick available. So they didn't take a second pick at yesterday's preseason draft. They could have taken Jake Florenka. He was sitting there. They've chosen not to. So my uh, impressions there are that Jake Florenka would have to go to somewhere else in the East, Freeman wouldn't pick him up. Their list is full of that type of player. West Coast clearly don't want a player at 25 years of age to to play in the midfield. And as I've run through those other names before, we need to see a lot more of the boys already on their list before they take into Jake Flarenka at 25. But also even Jai Cully should have to sit back and play in the waffle Do a summer's training with West Coast. If he stays on the list, if he stays as a rookie for next year, good luck to him. Mm -hmm. But I would say Jake Florenko is is almost no chance. He sits back in the same position now as, say, Aaron Black and Bailey Rogers, who we're going to constantly say, oh, what about these blokes? They're dominating the waffle. Well, clearly... West Coast and a lot of other AFL talent scouts have gone. We don't care about how you're dominating the waffle. We don't see you as an
2: AFL player. Uh, Ben of Kingsley. It's not Ben Kingsley, but Ben of Kingsley has sent through a text. I'll get to that in a moment. It's about Nat 5. Uh, A question of you, Hags. Can I say about the West Coast Eagles culture uh, in relation to things aren't great behind closed doors? Any sporting team, whether it be a waffle team, whether it be an EPL team, whether it be an NBA team, if they're sitting bottom of the ladder and have won one game in 11, there'd always be some sort of rumblings behind closed doors wondering, how the hell are we are going to get out of this? This is embarrassing. This is not what we stand for. So regardless of any sporting team, if they are where the West Coast Eagles are, there'd be issues and there'd be behind closed doors meetings to try and rectify the well, situation. Well, also some
0: ugliness around your change rooms, your locker rooms, wouldn't there? Yeah, there'd be exactly. a bit of accusation because they've, they've all got egos, they've got but uh, their competitive natures. Uh, and a lot of that would be around even even in the confines of two or three. And, and a senior player would say, hey, come on, boys. A senior player would have to step in to say, come on, boys. Hey, settle down. Come on, Haggers and Pete. Stop arguing yeah. on the on Haggers, I know you had a bad one, but don't take it out on Pete. It's not his fault just because he's kick-missed you. Whatever You would have all those debates and, and arguments and discomfort behind the scenes around their locker room, around the change rooms, around your gatherings, your, your lecture rooms. Your senior players have got to settle that down. Mm. Because we had that Yard McGovern incident last year, didn't we? Yeah, but also it doesn't seem as though, even with the boys that went out to the nightclub, where were the senior players to say, and listen, fellas, before you all break up, just remember, we're not going out. Or come back to my place we'll have a barbecue or Mm. come to my place for breakfast tomorrow morning. I'll shout breakfast. So where is the senior players doing this sort of stuff at West Coast? I'm not hearing those stories. In fact, to the contrary, where there's some little factions around West Coast, okay. that's for sure.
2: Let's go back to Nat Five before we take the break. Uh, you get on the Tempera Bedshed text line zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. 736, 736. Hackers, can you see that? Is five shoulder 100% as you said it wasn't a month ago? That's yeah, from Ben at Kingsley. Look, it's, it's,
0: it's as good as it's going to be after all the surgery. It's still sore to touch a lot of the time. He... He and others around him, but particularly Nathan Fife are still concerned about whether it will stand up to the Mm rigours of AFL. And that's, I think, ultimately part of the strength in the coach and the football management to say to him now, after last week's plan, we'll bring you back for the Brisbane game at home. There's still concerns about whether he could stand up to the buffeting that they, they are going to expect from Brisbane and that he would have copped. They've made that assumption as well. So, no, it's not right, but it's as
2: good as it's going to be. Okay, Josh of Canning Vale has said it done. We'll just sneak this in because we're talking about Fife before we take a break. Afternoon, boys. Surely Fife now won't play till after the Carlton game, after the bye. Defeats the purpose in playing one week in the waffle, then back for the Hawks in a bye. Wouldn't it be better for him to have three weeks of footy? Cheers, Josh of Canning Vale. Oh, (laughs)
0: please, Josh. it's silly that he's even playing this week in the waffle at all if nathan fife says he's ready to play with his background with his strength of character and and physical capabilities i mean he can cop the hurt mm-hmm. he knows he's going to play hurt they've at least admitted that haven't they yeah. he and the club have admitted oh nathan will play hurt then let him play at the highest level he and i I'm telling you, he, he'll play against Hawthorne next week okay. as long as he gets through this. But that Brisbane Hawthorne bye, maybe that's worthwhile the buy to just freshen up and, and recover after he cops a heap of buffeting because his shoulder and his hip and his hammy, he's got hamstring trouble as well. So he's, got, he's carrying a lot of issues, <laughs> Nathan Fife. But I, I think because they beat Melbourne, the coach and the staff are in the position of strength to say, no, hold back now. We don't actually need you this week. Don't want you to get hassled and buffeted by Brisbane. They're going to go for you. I'm surprised Mitch Robinson now is... Not, I'm not out. surprised he's out completely. He would have been in there 22
2: had Fife been playing. Okay, we need to clear a break. Uh, come and join us we discuss the issues. Uh, we're opinionated and we want you to be opinionated as well on the Tempera bedshed text line 0487 736 736 will give us a call on the Scarborough Tournament open line 13. 1255... How's Fremantle's run? After the boy. Okay, we'll come back to that because I need to clear this break because otherwise (laughs) we'll be in trouble. It's 28 to 6 here on Drive. The Drive Show with Peter Valls. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. And the text on the uh, temperate bedside text line keep coming through regarding Nat 5. Uh, We'll go to uh, a call. Darren from Northam's giving us a call. But firstly, double demerits apply from midnight tonight. Darren, just be conscious of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Until Monday night midnight. So uh, that's for drinking and drug driving, not wearing a seatbelt or running a red light, get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. Peter Vlahos, Kim Hagdorn with you. Darren, thanks for joining us here on the program.
1: Yeah, Pete, I'm really glad I found found you and it's great to hear Kim sounding so well. Thanks, Darren. Guys, the, the reason I'm ringing is, um, you know, uh, sorry, Kim, you, you mentioned about the waffle being a pathway. Well, if it's a pathway, could we could we raise the draft age to 21 and have our waffle clubs, um, you know, let's change the cult system instead of under 19 to 121, and so that these young kids aren't getting taken away. You know, they can actually mm. let's start a trade, start a uni course, you know, but before we move them, so that when they come out at 22, 23, when they've been spat out because, let's face it, most of them don't make it, um, at least they've got something behind them. Yeah,
0: uh, it's, it's an age-old argument, isn't it, Darren, that uh, it should be an older age uh, for draft eligibility. um, I just don't reckon we're not going to win that because 18, uh, the qualifying age, there's so much else that goes on for 18-year-olds. And also there'd be a restraint of trade. If you had to wait till you're 21 and yet you were Matt Rowell or Sam Walsh or Luke Jackson... Having to play as an 18, 19, 20-year-old, 21-year-old with your respective waffle or VFL uh, uh, development club or, or pathways club, you, you, you would take action against that. I'm surprised that there hasn't been some action taken against this anyway, because even Horn Francis, well, you would have you would have collapsed. It, mm. it, 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 when you got picked out to go to North Melbourne last year, you think, Christ, North Melbourne? And I could have gone to Geelong or Carlton or Hawthorne or, or, or Melbourne. It's just not right. But I don't think, Darren, we're ever going to get the draft age lifted back to what I think a lot of us would be think as more logical.
2: Yeah. Darren, I'm glad you found us. Uh, Hags is on Mondays and Thursdays, so listen in. You always get certainly plenty of entertainment and also breaking news when Hags is on the scene. Mate, How that... cold is it in in Northern? You know that Hags is an original Northern boy. I, I, I am aware
0: of
1: that actually, Pete. Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. I can
0: I can remember doing Phys Ed at quarter past nine on a Monday morning in Northam. When it was minus one degrees <laughs> in just black shorts, bare feet, no
2: top, black shorts. <laughs> Thanks, Darren.
1: Good on you, mate. That was a warm day then, head.
2: <laughs> Good on you, Darren. Thanks for finding us here on uh, Senwa Drive with Peter Vlaws and Kim Hagdorn on your Thursday. Now, uh, Paul has said Nathan Fife is no guarantee to get through the Peel game injury free. Oh. And now you mentioned he might have got a bit of a hammy issue, maybe the shoulders not a hundred percent. He's had back issues. Yeah. He's 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 incredibly
0: healthy, fit as in, as a thirty year old who trains and is indilig- as in diligent as 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 diligent as Nathan Fife is. He's incredibly fit and healthy, but there are concerns about whether he can cop the buffeting of Aussie rules. And 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 I reckon that's Paul. Paul, yeah. you're spot on. It could happen at Peel, and maybe that's I think that's part of the thinking with. Justin Longmuir and his footy department and his medical department have said, no, Nathan, you'll you'll come back through Peel. Let's see how you can cop and cope with the buffeting that's going to go with Aussie rules at an elite level. It's not the most elite level. We're all sort of, as much as I've called it a pathways, it is. It's a development and pathways league toward draft potential selection but it is still an elite football competition. It goes up against, you know, the, for the last 20 years, the most professional and best team in the, in the competition in the state, at that state level, is Subiaco. So he'll, he'll get hit, he'll get copped. A lot of mature bodies at Subiaco. He could easily get injured there. He'd probably more easily get injured at the AFL level, but I would have thought the AFL level is better scrutinised in terms of the umpiring mm-hmm. and the opposition, respect for the game, respect for the individual. Um, the whole thing, I I, I I I think it would have been wiser to go back through the AFL level. A lot of, Astute people around the country have had a say on this, though, yeah. Keith, haven't they? That's right. And there's a lot of mixed mixed feeling about whether he should be at senior level or at waffle level. So I lean the I lean he should have gone into the waffle level, uh, the, uh, the, the AM, sorry AFL. the AFL level, uh, particularly given where they're at. They win this week ahead of Hawthorne at home. The other thing too is if Nathan Five plays on Sunday evening. There's 55,000
2: people there, not 35. Yeah, good call. Good call. Uh, just quickly, just before we leave free, uh, uh, without Michael Walters, if you just tuned in, Matt Taverner, Heath Chapman for Sunday's big one against Brisbane here at Optus Stadium. The trio have been ruled out due and to injury. So intriguing there
0: with the bench. Now, of course, they don't have to come up with their final four until tomorrow afternoon, yeah. even Saturday afternoon, Peter. Frederick, Nathan Wilson on the borderline, Connor Blakely, Lloyd Meek, Banfield, Mitch Crowden. Ethan Hughes and Neil Erasmus. I'm going for Frederick Banfield as starters on the bench. Meek, I reckon though with with no Tabner, L- lob stays forward more often. And Erasmus, Erasmus. I still think he'd probably be the sub. Mm-hmm. So one. Of, so I'm going for Nathan Wilson back in as well with the loss of Nathan Chapman. He plays that running defender. Yeah. So Nathan Wilson first one for the season if that's the case. I'm only guessing at that, but they're my first four. Frederick Wilson, Meek and Banfield uh, with the eight that's listed as the, as the interchange from. And
2: just regarding the West Coast, Eagles, only one in at this point in time. Shannon Hearn is back. The former skipper is back. Uh, Josh Rotham, who was the medical sub in the match uh, last weekend, has been dropped again. And a big one for Brisbane is Hugh McLuggage back in. I, I, he's just a super,
0: super player. He can't kick goals, can't kick on the run, that's for sure. Um, he, him back in, I think, just adds even more depth to Brisbane's midfield, that's going to be intriguing, the clash between Fremantle's pacey midfield, even P- Fremantle's pacey forwards. I mean, I, I, I suspect that, uh, the, that the likes of Frederick uh, and Schultz will get straight-out tags. They'll just get defensive lockdowns, and uh, there could even be more requirement of that too with the likes of uh, their, their small forwards, like Charlie Cameron
2: in particular. Just before we take a break and come back with the other games, and also Jordan Lewis, uh, the Hawthorne Premiership player, now broadcaster on Fox, has made a very interesting comment regarding the Suns' uh, position and uh, Stewie Dew, who's the incumbent, and we'll talk about Alistair Clarkson. We'll feature that on the other side of the break. Kim, as we go to the break, just before we leave Frio, yep. uh, boys, I had this discussion earlier here on SEN uh, with Hayes and Mardo, but Angus Brayshaw v Tex Walker to Frio next year. I think Angus Brayshaw may replace Monday and allow Fife to go forward. Your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I'm not convinced Nathan Five is going to play much footy forward. I, I think when he gets back the best way for him to protect himself and also be protected is around the congestion or just slightly maybe on the outside of it. A bit play the Mundy role. Mundy's very, very good in sort of the second reception, get it outside, beautiful he's a, I think he's a better kick, a better field kick than, than Nathan Five, even David Mundy so that would make sense uh, Angus Brayshaw and the longer Angus Brayshaw goes, we're going into the mid-season breaks now when managers will be I reckon, right. I reckon he's coming here. Yeah, and look I think I've said to you before, Pete, I've certainly said it to you socially, that top AFL agents around the country, you know, I'm bragging a little bit, you you rub shoulders with some of those over many, many years, they've always said to me, if a player of real attraction is not signed by mid-season, he's almost certain going, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they call it the in-play is the expression, He's going. I, I think the Angus Brayshaw one is starting to look really strong. As for Taylor Walker, not a hope in hell. No, nah, I don't agree on don't need him.
2: And, and also I reckon he's quite if, – if, if, he's, he's had the opportunity in uh, Adelaide to – basically come back after what was a very, very difficult period, and no doubt he will try and uh, win faith with the uh, Adelaide Faithful. We need to clear a break, come back with more in a moment. Uh, we're going to take some more calls too on the other side of the break. Hags will give his uh, tips as well. There's so much to get through so we better clear it. This is Drive with Peter Vlahos. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. We'll get the selection from Hags and we'll go through the remaining games, but let's go to Paula Gosnells, who's given us a call on the Scarborough Toyota Open line. Hey, Paul, how are you going?
1: Hey, Good evening, boys. Hey, I've got a couple of points I want to make about the pre-season draft. Firstly, mm-hmm. I think it just simply has to go. It's completely and utterly disrespectful to all the other competitions and leagues around the place. Um, you've got clubs like the Waffle and the SNFL who are losing players. Then they are topping up from other leagues and it just has a big snowball effect. You've got a club like Glenelg who have lost their centre-half back and their best midfielder. Mm. They've gone from probably being a premiership contender in the SNFL to maybe struggling to sneak into the bottom end of the top five. Um, You you can't kid yourself into thinking that more players are getting opportunities at AFL because of the mid-season draft. Because if you look at the size of drafts and the the national draft and the pre-season draft, in the last few years you've seen about Fifty or sixty players taken in the national draft. There was a time when it was eighty or ninety. Mm. So all they're doing is moving the draft picks from being taken in November to clubs sort of holding off and getting people people in May. Um, I think it's I think it's I think it's totally unfair, totally unreasonable. And I think if they, if they want to grab headlines, the AFL in uh, in late May, early June, after round eleven, how about introduce a trade period? And if a teams looking for a ruckman. They need to make a trade for, you know, like a third-round draft pick or something, or another player for, you know, a ruckman that might be stuck in the in the, in the reserves team with another side, and just just allow the other t- competitions around the country to play out their natural season, and then top up at the at the time where they used to top up for years. Yeah, no, good point. Good point, uh, Paul.
2: Uh, oh, I, think, I, I think I think you've basically nailed it. Oh, absolutely. No, very articulate,
0: and 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 it all makes sense. Just such good logic. Yeah. Uh, Paul, before we let
2: you go, anything else quickly you'd like to float?
1: Uh, No, that's... That was it. Okay, good on you, mate. you know what's happening in the cricket?
2: Uh, What's happening in the cricket? No.
1: England or New Zealand?
2: No, i will try and find it. I'll, I'll Google it and I'll All bring right. you the information. See, Good on you, Paul. I'm surprised he's not across it anyway. He's across everything. He's across <laughs> everything. Uh, I spe-
0: I, being across things, I... I, okay, can,
2: okay. I just, can I just play this first okay. and then we can get into Hawthorne, GW, uh, and the Suns. This is Jordan Lewis, Hawthorne Premiership player, about the Suns, uh, Stuart Jew v. Alistair Clarkson. You can't possibly change Stuart Jew out of the Gold Coast Suns. You can't possibly do that. He's worked so hard. He's finally got the people in place. He's got the playing list that's starting to, to add up. And they're playing some really good football. I mean, you look at who they've beaten this year. They've beaten Fremantle. They've beaten Sydney. Carlton. Carlton and Hawthorne. Three of those sides are in the top eight. There you go. Jordan Lewis's oh, opinion. Oh, I couldn't
0: agree more. And, and look, did he mention Alistair Clarkson there? Because that continues to float. There's no way knowing Alistair Clarkson we'll is go to the now Suns. a candidate to go to the Suns. And look, Gold Coast play North this weekend. Then they're by. They come out of that with Adelaide, Port Adelaide. That'll be an awkward one for Gold Coast. But then Collingwood at home, Richmond, Essendon. There's, there's more wins there potentially for Gold Coast. Historically, though, a bit like Fremantle over the last six seasons, they fall away badly after their by. That's where we'll see whether Stuart Dew has got control of that group mm. or they've matured enough as well. But I, I agree. I, Stuart Dew clearly. The, the language coming from there, though, is very similar to what Leon Cameron And his management was saying in David Matthews about, oh, look, we're we're all happy to put it off till the end of the season. Leon Cameron fell over because they weren't winning games. Dew is surviving because they have won some games and some impressive ones. The language is still about end-of-season stuff, which is still a concern. That also indicates to me that the AFL is making the call. The AFL are telling their chief executives... Hang on, we will
2: make the decision at the end of the season with when we know who's available. Okay, Kim, uh, just quickly, I need to tell people that double demerits uh, apply from tonight, uh, midnight. And until midnight Monday and you could get caught for speeding or using a mobile phone or radar detector while driving. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. Be careful when you're on the roads from midnight tonight. Okay, just a quick snapshot of the remaining games. Adelaide are going to cause a bit of uh, grief
0: for West Coast. I I think I'm even going to lean the way for Adelaide to beat West Coast and I just can't make a case for West Coast with the the state they're in and uh, I think the individualistic football that Eagles players are playing. But Adelaide's a very good clear Clearances, team, Peter, Mm. and contested possessions. They're fifth in the AFL in contested possessions. West Coast, 18th. In clearances. Adelaide are third, and West Coast is 17th. So a couple of areas whereby you think... And they were very impressive last weekend in winning the ball away, Adelaide, against Geelong. I mean, Rory Laird... Had eight clear. He averages eight clearances a game. He had 14 against Geelong, but but Geelong's defence won the ball back and ran it down, and Geelong won by I think seven goals. But Adelaide will cause West Coast a lot of grief with that particular uh, area of the game on uh, Saturday afternoon or lunchtime our time. I think Adelaide will win that. I'm not convinced. I think Geelong will win tomorrow night. Not convinced. Gold Coast will beat North Melbourne. I think Melbourne, and I've got a big question mark over Melbourne, but with the players returning, and I think they'll have had a kick in the backside their loss last week. They were they were complacent for the previous two or three weeks prior to losing to Fremantle, but I'm going to go for Melbourne to win that, uh, even with Franklin missing and May missing sort of balances all that out. I think Collingwood can beat Hawthorne, and I think Brisbane might be just a bit too deep in every capacity and beat Fremantle on Sunday afternoon.
2: Good on you, Haggers. Thanks for joining us. No drive on Monday. We're covering the WAFL. We'll catch you on Tuesday here on SEN. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Justin.